Hey everyone, just a quick content warning, uh, as this episode does talk about sex in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, we do talk about some uh, things that people might not be comfortable listening to, specifically uh, body and uh, certain body parts, so if you're uncomfortable with that, um, you can probably skip uh, probably skip the section where we talk about Scarlet Witch and Vision and... Uh, if you still f- don't feel sure, I would probably just skip the episode altogether. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, please enjoy. size among some other things but the mcu movies in particular um have been doing a decent job at avoiding a lot of tropes and pitfalls uh specifically uh with those romantic subplots but there is a sort of cost to it where i think the movies have been lacking energy that other media with romance and sex have so i'm going to ask the all-important question why can't mcu characters just bone Welcome to AP Marvel. I'm Chris <laughs> Compendio. Um, joined with me, uh, returning is Izzy's show. Hello, Izzy. Hi, Chris. How's school going? Um, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> As contact, I was late to five out of five of my morning classes last week. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're we're glad to have you back. Um, I realized that I, it was exactly a month ago we recorded the Met episode, so. Um, you're right, you'll, you'll be gone for a month, and here you are back with us. Um, Anthony Payone has been holding the fort in her absence. I am, yes, I am holding the fort, I am living my life, I am an adult. You got towed today. Um. My car got, well, I, I towed, I didn't, I, I purposely towed my, okay. my battery. Died yeah, my yeah, I suppose accidentally towed your car, that would be, that would be pretty awkward. Um, no, that would we got a guest today. That's Dave Harris. What is up, Dave Harris? What's up? Hey, y'all. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do in life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Dave, uh, playwright and poet, currently living in San Diego, getting my MFA in playwriting. Um, met, known Chris since middle school, back when we got cut from third team soccer. God um, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, back when we played three sports a year, throwing it back. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, and uh, you you play PlayStation Four with us on the regular with me and Anthony. Yeah, uh, get some Overwatch. Yeah, getting some Overwatch. Four bit collecting some maps. Now, now I'm gonna be playing Spooderman. Never heard of that. Um, As... never heard never heard of the Spooderman. Yeah. Okay, but I did hear the romance the romance in Spider Man is actually good. The like Mary Jane. Yeah, I hear it's honest, uh, honest to God. Yeah. I hear it's really, really good, yeah. and that MJ is like really well done as a character in the game, which is like awesome. <laughs> as like context, because we don't have very good we don't have very good game character like female characters in games like romantically. So, yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucks. As context, so I guess like Chris and Dave at least were, play, were playing. I think you told me, Chris. And then Dave said, it's like I, so we first accidentally scheduled this over a meeting I had and I wasn't going to be on. And then 
Dave said, um, we shouldn't be talking about love and sex. Um, and there's three dudes on there. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. A clear no, way of saying be... that. I was like, I put my foot down. Who would want to <laughs> listen to that? Three, I am back. <laughs> three dudes talking about this kind of stuff. No. Way. <laughs> That'd be basic as fuck. Yeah. Uh, three dudes and a baby. <laughs> we shouldn't do a podcast Coming on love and sex with three dudes. Fall. I'm like, that's a big mood. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, now that we're all here, we can uh, talk about some pairings, some canon pairings in the MCU movies. Uh, then I want to talk a little about the TV shows, which I don't think we're all as well versed. Like, we're not all at the same level in terms of like watching all that, but we'll try to get to that. So, I guess the first romance you'd have to talk about when it comes to the MCU is Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. Um, I myself have always felt kind of mixed about, um, the arc of that, so they don't actually get together in Iron Man 1, correct? They're just kind of flirtatious, and then, um, they kind of go through a journey in Iron Man 2 where Pepper is the CEO, and things are going crazy, and then they just kind of make out on top of the building. Does that sound accurate, guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she kisses his helmet, and then he- No, but that was, that was, that part was deleted. That part was not in the actual movie. I'm talking no, about it's... the end of Iron Man 2. It was yeah. not in the movie. Oh. Um, they just get together at the end of Iron Man 2 and like, wait, what the hell, what the hell does happen? Why the <laughs> Okay. And then, yeah, Avengers 1, they're just together. Iron Man 3 was <laughs> like when Pepper is not doing a good job supporting Tony with this PTSD. Um... Then they break off off screen, and they break up off screen, and then... They get back together off screen. Yeah, in Spider-Man, and it's like, okay, sure, I I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk to me about Pepper and Tony, about your opinions. Um, Was this a well-written romance, even though it was kind of, like, tossed around by multiple screenwriters and directors? Like, flirty banter, flirty banter. Tony Stark, you're in danger. Flirty banter. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of seems like the sum of a lot of the relationships. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they... Because, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, flirtatious. All they're together, flirtatious. And it's, like, up and down. But I feel like they were trying to make it as, like, sort of central and, like, important. such like, monumental as, like, Steve and Peggy are. But it just, like, failed just because of, well, one, how Tony sure. Stark is. Yeah. And two, the fact that, like, Pepper wasn't a great character like she's like she wasn't like a great character like a lot of people i think latched onto at first mm-hmm. but yeah it's like i don't know like, seeing them back together like after they broke up in civil war it's like oh okay like this is this happened sure that's fine Why not? <laughs> they were able to get gwyneth paltrow see her schedule is available <laughs> um. <laughs> The the thing is, I feel like the thing that defines the relationship, especially in the later movies, is uh, actually no, not even the later. Just it, since Iron Man two, um, is this whole burden that Tony Stark has being Iron Man and Pepper being like, okay, can we just have some normalcy in here? Like, because like Iron Man two is about the chaos of his life as Iron Man. Iron Man three is about his PTSD. Avengers, he freaking throws a nuke in space. Um, and then, yeah, Infinity War is like, oh, let's just, can we just have dinner tonight, you know? Can we just have a normal night? 
Um, no, wait, Tony, what are you doing on that spaceship? Come back here right now. Um, kind of like <laughs> setting up like, you know, possibly tragedy or maybe they're going to go like going off to the sunset in the next Avengers. But that seems to be the one thing to define this entire uh, relationship arc. And does that work for you guys at all when you kind of put it in that way? I don't know. I just... It's very Tony Stark. Like, dependent on, like, the male, Mm -hmm. I think. Which sucks. And, yeah, it's not... It's sort of like, well, we know it's bad, but we made it since, like, 2008, so we can't do anything about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, different time. It's like, oh, it was, like, 2008, like, like, sort of thing. And... We done gone goofed. Yeah. Well... This ain't progressive, but it's too late now. And I guess they're like, you know, like, theoretically, Tony Stark will, like, retire. Or, like, Robert Downey Jr. will not be in a lot of movies anymore. So I guess they're like, well, we can just, like, close this off. And then transition into other relationships throughout the rest of the MCU and, like, Phase 3, which we'll get onto later, probably. Um, I think... I was about to say, but um, I, oh, they tried to make Iron Man three into like a more significant movie for Pepper. I mean, she she has a scene where she's in a sports bra and like kicks a rocket into Guy Pierce or something like that. Um, mm. and um, I don't know. I, I I know um our colleague Thomas Rasmussen had a lot of problems with how Pepper behaved in that movie. Like uh, Tony Stark like needed help, and Pepper's like. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stay away from you until you figure this out on your own. Um, which... I don't know, like, the lack of support in that, uh, what we are meant to believe is, like, an intimate relationship, I guess. I can understand why that bothered Thomas. Um, but, I mean, kind of looking at, like, that as the midpoint of, like, this entire relationship, was, which has kind of been defined by this one thing of, like... Tony Stark's like hubris and like and his um his need to like be Iron Man, um doesn't really make me care that much because I feel like it's not a I don't know it's a it's a foundation it's like a a theme that I'm kind of tired about do you do you get do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, like the constant shifting of like you know it's first it's like a burden and then it it feels like unhealthy just based on what you see but you're only seeing a small glimpse of like their actual relationship yeah if that makes any sense yeah mm-hmm. i never really bought into it to be honest i think that like the way iron man 2 was just kind of like boom they're a couple now like that always um made me not really believe it in the subsequent movies so i don't know I'm not a fan, I guess. Well, there's also kind of like, why are you, why are they, why is she, like, why are they dating? Why are they together? If, yeah. like, the entirety of your role is, like, to support uh, your superhero's narcissism. Yeah. Like, what yeah. need do we get them beyond that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. Um, I kind of feel like it's just kind of, it's there for the comic book. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like including... Mm. It's like including MJ in a Spider-Man movie, sure. but not really developing MJ at all. Mm-hmm. Just putting her there. Is, doesn't Pepper have a thing with Happy in the comics? Yeah. I don't know. In Civil... Oh, wait, really? I think, like, in Civil War, like, like, the comic Civil War, like, Pepper and Happy were, like, actually, like, married, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's that whole ordeal, I think, there's a whole ordeal between, like, Tony and, like, Pepper with, like, trying to settle that out. 
like in the midst of like, sure. the Civil War. I don't remember exactly. I read this years ago, but they were they remember they were married. Um, Happy and Pepper. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, Robert Downey Jr. is the leading man. You know, like you got to give his character the 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 romance, and you know, John Favreau can't just give himself a just can't make Gwyneth Paltrow his movie wife like he did with Chef <laughs> with freaking Sofia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson. Um, don't you just love it when writer-director slash main actors just make their um, romantic interests like a hot Hollywood lady? <laughs> okay, anyone want to move on to Thor and Jane Foster? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone talked about this one. I'm just... <laughs> I'm not a fan yeah. of this one. I mean, like, it's a, it's a phase one relationship. They got all pushed under the rug or done something, like, something weird happened with it where there was time jumps and they were just unnecessary. Like, they, 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 they forced the, the relationships in so that comic book fans wouldn't freak out. Um... In my opinion. That's specifically with the Thor and Jane. Yeah. Do, 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 is anyone in the camp that... It, just didn't, um, it didn't feel real. Right. I feel like people were not sad to see Natalie Portman go from the Thor movies. Do Are we in the same camp out of curiosity? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am. Yeah. yeah. Dave, Dave, what did you think about Natalie it's, Portman? It's, yeah, I don't... Is Jane even, like, particularly significant in the comic version? Well, so, that might be my own. Mm. Well, she's Thor. Well, so so well, that's later in the comments, yeah. Yes. So they made her, um, like they made her the new female Thor, and yeah. this YouTube. And so I remember when it first like was revealed, this YouTuber who like honestly like is. I mean, I don't want to. He's not like great, like Grace Randolph. Um, she was theorizing that oh, they gave um Jane Foster the helm of Thor to bring in Natalie Portman for more movies because you can see like oh, like now like Jane Foster's like a strong hero. And like that would be more compelling than like just a love interest scientist for Thor, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but it was an inter- it was an, I mean I don't like the person who presented it, but it was an interesting point. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not coming back. <laughs> she is not coming back. Yeah, she's done. They're done. Um, yeah. The thing is that I I always was annoyed by the Earth set scenes, especially in the second Thor movie where they were just grating. Um, you had Selim Skarsgård like running around in his underpants in uh, in Stonehenge. You had uh, <laughs> Kat Dennings like with her comedy antics that were just very distracting. I felt and that and... one guy that I don't even know. There was that one guy. Remember that one? Yeah, guy? Yeah, the intern got an intern in that movie. <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. So it the intern that got what an the, intern? Like Kat Dennings played an intern, and then the plot of that movie is that she gets an I mean, her, her subplot is that she gets her own intern. And then they make out at the end for some reason. It was it was just silly. Um, but that whole movie is just so, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I felt like uh, Natalie Portman kind of represented the uh, like the annoyance of those that, that subplot. So like you know you get into Ragnarok and they break up off screen. <laughs> it's a one jo- one joke line. Uh, Tessa Thompson's a female lead. No, like barely any Earth set scenes, and it's just like. It's a Thor movie, like straight through. Um, remember when they were? Remember when uh, they were talking about? Oh, my woman is doing this, and my woman is doing this in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Maria Hill's like testosterone, which I think is, I guess, is supposed to be a funny line. But um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I got muffled oh. out. But like, it's like, it is, it's, it's good. Yeah. I got muffled out. Yeah. Jo- Josh Whedon uh, quips right here. Oh. Um, Classic Josh Whedon yeah. quips. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I wonder I wonder if there's like sort of like a wider like functional question about like what the desire is to see romance even exist in these movies. Like, what... Because, like, it, what we're, like the, a lot of these relationships like, seem like evidence of just, mm-hmm. like, poorly created, uncomplicated relationships right. between two characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what... The better version of that, then, what would that look like? Or, like, seeing a character go through... Which I guess we can maybe get to when we get to, like, the later relationships, which are, right. like, Jessica Jones or stuff, which, which are better. Oh, yeah. But then, like, what... In these, like, singular character, like, Thor, Iron Man films, like, what yeah. would the more complicated... Uh, love relationship be yeah that, that that's tough i think that's tougher for movies because you only have like what two hours maybe whereas like a tv show you have a whole season to kind of flesh things out mm-hmm. like do you have any opinions on that dave like in terms of movie romances do you, are there any like examples you can cite of like um movies that necessarily aren't about romance but handle it mm-hmm. in like a complicated but like Good yeah, we're, not, we're talking like we're not talking like Bridget Jones' diary. We're talking like you know, uh, <laughs> we're talking like uh, I don't even know. Not even Claude Atlas. Uh, uh, where is where is Renee? Renee? Where is Renee? Where is Renee? <laughs> Hashtag where is Renee? <laughs> um, yeah, we're not talking about like Bridget Jones' diary movies. We're talking about like like in Bruges. There we go. I don't know. I couldn't think of a movie. In Bruce, the first <laughs> movie you thought of. Yeah, that literally was the the other movie I could. Think that's of. really funny. The the only other movie I could think of that's like action oriented, but wasn't a, like the focus wasn't the relationship. Die Hard. Die Hard. Uh, yeah, he's having marriage troubles, and then uh, I guess saving a whole skyscraper of people saved his marriage. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm ha- I'm struggling to think of like, um. I mean, they tried to do the whole like Titanic is like a whole thing where it's like a a, a historical epic, but there's like a romance at the center of it. So I'm not sure yeah. if it's is it a historical movie? Is it a romantic movie? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's historical really fiction. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I remember Patty Jenkins who ended up directing Wonder Woman. She was she left Thor: The Dark World. She left Thor two. And I think a recent interview, she said that she wanted her Thor movie to be like a Romeo and Juliet esque story of some sort, and I guess mm-hmm. that just didn't work with Marvel. So I'm really wondering what that would have entailed with the Thor Jane romance, if like if the romance if the romance would actually be like the center of the movie and like be a little more fleshed out and complicated. But like I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Um, with that, speaking of Patty Jenkins, I kind of liked how Wonder Woman did it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are okay. You can make an argument that Wonder Woman and Captain America have somewhat similar storylines, but uh-huh. I think that you know how, like, yeah. I like. I also agree in that, like, Wonder Woman still like got her like own space, like, be right. a character, and like, so does. No, no, they're, they're, they're the same because the Wonder Woman sequels can gonna happen in the 80s uh-huh. Hear me out. okay and and chris pine's character is alive he's still alive he's wearing a track suit and sneakers just like bucky in winter soldier uh, steve trevor so really the, hell the is steve true trevor? love in the first <laughs> avenger is not peggy 
and the Tumblr girls go wild. Welcome back to APDC, where we talk about <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, un- oh yeah, I guess, actually, this is a transition. Yeah, do you want to talk I about Stephen Peggy? Yeah, because I think, Anthony, you were mentioning all... I think Anthony had mentioned, like, how all phase... It's a phase, like, for with Thor and Jane, it was a phase one relationship. Like, they're all meant to be, like, mm. weak and, like, not great. And then you have Steve and Peggy, which is still... Which bad. I, okay. <laughs> I, I still really? think it's bad. I still think it's... I think, she's, I think she's a better character. I think... See, here's the thing. You can have good relationship, bad characters. And you can have... Great characters, but and a bad, bad relationships. Bad relationship. I think that the relationship and showing the like, oh, them interacting, bad. I think that Peggy is a cool character. I just don't think that they like there wasn't enough oomph. I maybe a little bit more. It's better than the other two, but it oh, needs a little bit more oomph in my. Mind. I think it definitely suffered from the fact that like, you know, she died and then woke up seventy years later. But I think that it's still like a, I think it's still like a stronger, it's definitely a stronger relationship because more so of the fact that like Peggy really loves Steve for like who he is. Like, yeah, he turned into like a muscly, almost God, but Peggy really focused, like she appreciates Steve more for like who he was when he was like a scrappy little nobody. Mm-hmm. And then the muscles were like, after like Steve, like Steve took the serum and all that. You know, mm. you know, I didn't, I don't think it really changed Peggy's feelings, like, that much. I mean, like, the physicality, but, like, Peggy still appreciated, like, deep down, like, for who he is. And then, mm-hmm. you can sort of say that with Pepper and Tony, just because, like, they learned to live with each other. But for Thor and Jane, I don't know if you can say that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they ever fondue, though? Remember that little gag? Um, no, but I just two, remember. No, I just remember. Fondue. <laughs> no, I just remember. You know, for a crazy homeless guy, he's pretty cut. Cat Dennings, Thor. Oh dear God, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I was more referring to the first Avenger when, like, um, uh, Steve Rogers thought that, um, um, like when Howard Stark and Peggy Carter like talking about fondue or something like that, and like Steve uh, misinterprets that as like a metaphor. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I really do like that last shot of Peggy Carter, like, kind of looking at, um, Steve's file, like, after he's presumed dead, and he, she feels, like, more nostalgic over, like, the skinny Steve photo, which I thought was kind of a little nice moment, but, um, I don't know, I'm actually kind of blanking on how that relationship, how that, um, romance really started, like, what was the spark of that? Does anyone even remember? Um, Peggy, I think- Wanted to go pick him up. Or something. No. No, he first, they first met when, um, sorry, I, I'm charging my computer. Um, Steve was already <laughs> in the army, and then some dude made some remarks to Peggy, and Peggy's like, no thanks, and like, kicked him in the balls. And it didn't help, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, and she was also like, a pretty girl, like, for Steve, and he was like this scrawny little thing who thought he had no chance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I don't remember that. That's interesting. I'm Especially pretty with the sure. the balls. I'm pretty sure she like. I just remember like another soldier like saying some like remark, and Peggy was like, "That's not gonna fly around here. You'll respect <laughs> me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of ideas behind Steve and Peggy, but, like, the fact that I don't even remember, like, what the spark of the relationship was. Like, I just remember them, like, like them, like, kissing in, on the moving vehicle before he goes on the plane is, like, a very good image. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm honestly just struggling to, like... It's not memorable. Yeah. Hmm. It's memorable, like, after he dies. Like, that's a big well, thing. Like, yeah, he and Kuko dies, like... That's yeah. like the bigger thing. It's more of like, like, yeah, like what happened after. I mean, their their reunion in uh, the Winter Soldier, like it's like what, like a two minute, three minute long scene, but like it really, really just gets at you. Like it really yeah. like tugs at your heartstrings. But here's the thing: mm-hmm. I think that scene would have still worked if they were just good friends and not like a romantic pairing. That's just me, but like, Agreed. yeah, yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, like, the her, her TV show kind of, like, like the first season is about her kind of getting, getting over his death. And then the second season is, like, her pursuing other romances, which I think, um, I don't know if I totally like, because it's, like, this TV show about, like, you know, empowering this woman in a time period where, like, you know, like, sexism more so than today was, like, more rampant in the workplace, and, like, she just couldn't get anything done. Um, and the fact that, like, her arcs in, in her own TV show are, like, defined by, like, um, this intri- yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. there's a dance number in the second mm-hmm. season, like, a dream sequence when he's, like, like, trying to choose between the two men. And it's like, what is, what am I watching this? That's sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> really sad. Decent dance number, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and he, um, and then and then Steve just just makes out with his aunt his, in Civil War with with, with yeah. this with no, his not aunt her, his niece her niece who's technically like uh, fifty is, years younger. Chris is scarred. Chris is scarred. Yeah. <laughs> that was some. If you want to talk about lack of spark, let's talk about Sharon Carter. <laughs> oh my god! Uh... <laughs> Wait, but it happened in Winter in Winter Soldier. She was. They're flirting. They They're flirting for a bit, like in their apartment they don't even, building. Do they even then, flirt? Do they even flirt? Come on. They're like, Come oh, on. I shouldn't like. Come like, on. Like, when they're talking really. about the laundry, yeah, like they. Like, it's gross. It's yeah. not good flirting. <laughs> like it was forced. Yeah, because like no, like the, the whole like there's like a little um through line of like Natasha trying to get Steve Rogers a date. Um, which I found interesting. <laughs> it's like, and, and Steve Rogers like. I'm too busy. Um, but there was there was like a little moment between him and Sharon where like, you know, like she's doing the laundry and he's like, oh, uh, you don't want to put your clothes in the same with mine. Like, I was just in the infectious, infected ward or whatever. And Steve's like, oh, I shouldn't get too close to it. And Sharon just kind of turns around in the most inorganic way. So it's like, um, oh, I hope not or, or something like that. It was like, And she kind of gives this look. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And this is before this is before he knew about her relationship with her relation uh with Peggy Carter. But um I don't know. They they kiss in Civil War and it just it's like the least organic scene ever. Oh, and yeah. you turn to Cap's wingman and they kinda of give an approving nod. It's like, no, don't you <laughs> enable this. Was, don't enable this. That was this. funny. That was a funny <laughs> moment and you fucking know it. It's that, funny. Mo- that moment yeah. was so hilarious. Yeah. And 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 makes it for a perfect buddy. It was a good. It was a. Anthony's been talking it is, about it. It is a thing yeah. for like every single episode of this entire show. 
You brought, you did Body bring it up. You did bring it up in episode Falcon 14. and Winter Soldier. This is so, so off topic, but now I'm kind of, yeah. now I'm kind of wondering like, oh, like if, so, okay, I'm still thinking about like what the, what the, the, the what would be gained from like a really strong romantic right. relationship in a film, in a, in a Marvel film besides like the clear weak points that we just pointed out. Now sure. I'm like, okay, is there like an, an aspect of like related, not that necessarily go into Marvel films looking sure. for relatability, but like, like if I was if I was going to fuck Captain America, like what <laughs> qualities in him would I be looking for? And like similarly on like what's missing from these relationships that I'm just like, oh like and if I'm not looking for relatability or something familiar, then like what is the Am I looking for like a fantasy element like from yeah. this relationship? I don't know. Right. Like yeah. what Well make you swipe right on a senior book buyer. Yeah. Um there, yeah. there here, here's a, here's a um, example I'm going to cite. I wasn't going to get into this until later, but um, I kind of want to mention it now. That might help the discussion uh, as we go on. But um, I don't know if you're familiar with Red Letter Media. They do like these very long reviews of these Star Trek and Star Wars films. Uh, very infamous for like being very targeted. Like they don't really like when they talk about um the phantom menace they don't focus on jar jar beans they don't talk about the midichlorians they talk about how the plot doesn't make any sense so they did a force awakens review and they kind of got into the topic of uh the lack of romance in that movie um and he was saying like oh people like want um poe and finn to have a thing or um and like i'm okay with that or like even if it's just like rain finn but the fact is that like the fact that there was no romantic subplot it kind of took away this energy that the original trilogy have so he kind of showed the scene of like it's the first star wars movie and they just escaped from the death star and it's just a scene of like the characters just talking and kind of going in and out of uh the cockpit of the millennium falcon and there's a little bit where it's just han and luke alone and han's like what do you think kid you think uh a princess and a guy like me, and then it, Luke just interrupts him and says, no. <laughs> like, really, like, really awkwardly, but, like, in a very funny, but, like, real human moment. Yeah. Um, so, in a way, that, like, kind of, that, that kind of added this, um, in this, in the midst of this fantastical space stuff, it kind of made them into, like, real human mm-hmm. beings, whereas, like, mm-hmm. in The Force Awakens, and I realized this without um, realizing the romantic aspect of it, but The Force Awakens just kept going and going and going and going and, like, plot line to plot line. And there was never – there was no time to breathe in that movie. The, yeah. And, there was no breathe, yeah. breath yeah. moment. And not to J.J. Abrams and... thinks he's just freaking frantic. But, yeah, go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> no, I was going to say kind of like it was hopping between moments that would get people excited who who loved the old movies. Mm-hmm. Like the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this thing happened in this movie, so we're hopping from this really fun thing that happened in this movie to this really fun thing that happened in this movie, and we're gonna change it slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, think about how um, Leia and Han's relationship kind of grew very slowly in Empire Strikes Back, where it's like it kind of starts out like hostile, um, yeah. and they're not really flirting, but like you see, like the like the energy just kind of like um, like there's a spark. Exactly, it's like growing between them, and like their first kiss is like in a claustrophobic, dirty space, and it gets like rudely interrupted by C three PO. But like it felt, it felt like very, it felt real, like the way like the camera was like slowly going into their faces. Whereas like, yeah, yeah. you could feel like the uh, tension, like it was rising, like oh, and like, yeah, oh my god, they're exactly. gonna kiss, like oh my yeah. god, they're gonna kiss, and then they do it, and then fucking C three PO comes and be like, yo, yeah. I'm like, 
I did this for the inane thing. Yeah. And then, (laughs) but then, um, citing Red Letter Media again, like, um, you get to attack the clones and you have, like, Anakin and Padme, another Natalie Portman character, um, there's, like, giant CGI waterfalls behind them. And they're in mm-hmm. space, Venice on a on a space gondola. You want to say that again? And... You want to say that word again? Oh, space Venice. It actually is space, space Venice. Venice. I, thought you said, I thought you were gonna say space Venus, and I was just like, that's <laughs> no. not how anything works. No, <laughs> no, they are on Venice. They are basically on a space Venice, and it's space because there are giant pig creatures, and the gondola looks slightly different. Um, but and that romance was terrible. It was one of, like, the worst movie romances ever because it was very... Mm-hmm. It was so basic in, like, a... I guess in a Romeo and Juliet way. Because, like, Romeo and Juliet, they just look at each other and then they're in love with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that I think that was the... But it's Starcross. It's forbidden. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing. And now I'm just thinking about it. Did Shakespeare mean that to happen? Mean for what to happen? What? Like for them to just automatically fall in love, like in Romeo and Juliet? Is it like some deeper, like, like? Um, wow, I feel like asking I'm asking, we're going I'm like so off topic. It, yeah, well, like, <laughs> I, I think this is going to help inform uh, skirt, skirt. Us, us talking about the rest of the relationships because, like, yeah. Anakin and Padme was just so basic on like this level, like even probably even lower than these ones we already talked about, but. I hate sand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it gets everywhere. It's rough. It's worse. That <laughs> not that, like that, you. I think that quote. I think that quote kind of signifies how shitty that relationship was in the prequels. Um. Yeah, because he, he George Lucas is like telegraphing everything. He's like trying to like he's trying to like write flowery pose. Um, uh, uh, and what? Like it's 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 it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> and and it doesn't work at all because it's all bad. Um, it's yeah, and it's, it's like just, not interesting. Because like the romance, yeah. the most of the romance feel like most of the romance you see on screen is them talking about the romance. Whereas like, I don't know, they did a little bit that of that in Empire Strikes Back, but like it's really like the like the uh, the physical and emotional performance aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way, like, Urban Kirstner directed that, you know? George Lucas doesn't know how to direct shit, I think. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I should give him credit because, like, I, I cited, like, that scene in the original Star Wars that I loved. So, I don't know. Um, he can, like, I guess he can, I mean, I guess he can start things off, but he can't, like, he, if he keeps on, if he keeps, if he keeps going, it's gonna end badly. Well, I, I don't know, like, uh, he, like people, like, director, like, they change over years, so, like, maybe he just didn't have it in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, well, to, like, to, like, to skirt, skirt back to Marvel right quick. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it just seems like the, like, these, this central conflict in, like, the first three relationships we described yeah. was, like, a conflict between, like, I'm normal and you're not and your powers are, like, taking you far. I don't know. I think I'm yeah. thinking about Jessica Jones. Yeah. Like, I, I think, yeah. I think it makes sense that, like, in Jessica Jones, like, had the most complicated relationships because, like, they're also dealing with, like, very real trauma. Yeah. Oddly enough. And, like, that, I don't know. I just want to... Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm thinking about, like, what would make... Like, the, the aspect of tension comes from, like, these characters having flaws that go beyond simply, like, 
their powers. Like yeah. Tony Stark being like, oh, I have to go like venture away to be a hero. And her like, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I think we can talk about um, the rest of these relationships. Like we have um, mm-hmm. Peter Quill and Gamora, Scarlet Witch and Vision, um, Jessica, J- Which- Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Which, um, arguably, all those relationships that we just listed are ten times better than the Phase 1 yeah, ones. They're, they're, yeah. all, they're good, sure, but they sure, are whatever. ten <laughs> times better. I think even, like, I think the weakest out of these three, and we haven't even gone to, like, Fitzsimmons yet, is, like, Peter and Gamora, just because, like, I mean, I mm-hmm. personally think it's, like, Because Peter of the time jump. Because the, of the time jump. Exactly. It's the time jump that... Given it, like, haven't, like, learned anything, but we've like, seen them the develop, of, like, as a yeah. friendship. And that's yeah. still, like, at the end of Guardians too, they didn't kiss; they held each other, but like in a nice, like fam- familial way. Yeah, it was like an appreciation for each other, and like that was yeah, compelling. like a mm-hmm. an, a platonic love for each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Volume Two was kind of setting up, um, like um, Peter trying to win her over romantically, and it was it was left he ambiguous. He tried to do it in Guardians end. One, though. Sure. Um, I mean, that was three months earlier, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and then uh, Infinity War, like, Gamora says, I love you more than anything, and I'm like, yo, what did I miss here? Like, holy yeah. shit, what? <laughs> it's been, like, five years! Yeah. Wait, what? Um, and so many things they've could been, happen They've been hanging years, out, so. they've been doing shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, Sam Reardon was telling us this in, like, the Infinity War postmortem, but, like, um, it they thought that those characters didn't mature enough for like that relationship to make sense because Peter is mm-hmm. still a child, a idiot, uh, mm-hmm. a child. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I like, conceptually like they are they're both equals. Like they're both on the same team and they have like a they they have like a similar power level. So it's not there's none of that burden that you really see in those mm-hmm. other relationships. And um, you know, they have interesting contrasts. Like Peter is a little bit of a scoundrel and. Um, Gamora's a little more um, focused on, like, morality, like, when they're arguing in Infinity War about, like, oh, yeah, let's take their shit, and Gamora's like, nope, don't do that. Um, almost like any Han Solo Princess Leia way, one might say. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. one, one might say. I um, mean, Guardians is a space opera. Yeah, yeah. Opera. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, um, what's the, what, what happened next in the in the timeline of Marvel films. Well, Scarred Witch and Vision uh, I, kind of yeah. Now, this is the one I really want to talk about. <laughs> I guess, can I add on to that? And yeah. can we also transition to, like, Scarred Witch and Vision, but also, like, comic iconic couples in, like, Marvel compared to DC? Because, like, you have Scarred Witch and Vision, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and then just sort of, like, those are the two, like, very MJ and ones. Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. yeah. MJ Spider-Man. Um, I'm trying to think of other... I mean, obviously, Pepper and Tony are big ones too. Yeah, but the um, the thing is, like, like here's the thing, though. I think cause, I think a lot of these couples became more iconic after the movies. Is that well? Like, I think that's true. Well, well, yeah. I think just like natural. Cause it's I movies. think Spider Man. I mean, not Spider Man. Superman and Lois is mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's DC. And then, yeah, no, you were you were gonna say what does DC have? I thought that's what you were getting at. Oh no, I was like just saying. Oh, like, I th- just the like lack comparing of, those. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like just like My the bad. lack in general. It's like tying in like how notable like Scarlet Division is, and like these two notable couples. I think that are the most are pretty developed. Like Scarlet Division, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and then comparing how like they're really cashing in more on like these comic iconic couples and like 
rather than like everything else. It's like mm-hmm. less notable and like straying away from like MJ and Spider Man. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah. Scott, which I want to. There, there was a. Uh, so, as I mentioned before on this podcast, I watched literally everything leading up to Infinity War because I am a loser and I am dumb. And I watched a, I believe, 20-minute, I believe it, it was a 20-minute uh, press interview with the entire cast of the movie, the directors, and Kevin Feige. And it was hosted by Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And it was a great time. And Scarlet Witch got a question about where they think, where she thinks like Vision and Scarlet Witch will go in the future and stuff. And... Elizabeth Olsen said that um, she really wanted to do like she's been talking to Paul Bettany about like hey what if we did like a House of M thing where like you and me hung out on an island and we did like this indie drama flick and I was thinking you know that would be really cool actually because it deals like you can have what happens in the comics is essentially House of M is um, Scarlet Witch basically something happens with her her powers go awry, and then she wipes out all of all the mutants. So whoops, to, whoops! <laughs> and because she is in such disarray because of that, she goes to an island and kind of recluses herself. So why don't they do that, and then to kind of have like this indie film, you know, like film noir, where like the, those two kind of before sunrise, but with superheroes. <laughs> yes, before there it is. Before sunrise, but with superheroes. There we go. And I was just like, you know, that would actually be really cool because we haven't, we've been kind of lacking on like a romantic, you know, MCU movie. We have all these other genres. Why don't we do like a romantic comedy yeah. Yeah. or something or like a romantic <laughs> drama or something like that? I'm like, all right. I feel like there was a rumor that Ant-Man the Wasp was going to be that rom-com, but like they denied that. So yeah, Payton uh, really yeah, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Ant-Man and the Wasp would have been good for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even I with Peyton Reed's rom-com experience, but with the thing with Scarlet Witch and Vision. Oh, you mean um, you mean the Russo brothers' rom-com experience? Uh, with uh, you no. mean Dupree? You mean Dupree was not a rom-com? That was I, a rom-com. I, I, it's a rom-com. That was right? that was Matt <laughs> Dillon being Dupree. annoyed as at Owen Wilson for being a bad roommate. Oh, <sighs> even though he like just got recently married. But anyway, um, Scarlet Witch and the Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scarred Witch and Vision, I feel like a lot of it had to depend on your knowledge of the fact that they just are a thing in the comics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So... Like, it was a big, like, tease, like, during Ultron. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, there is there is a lot of Wanda-Vision interaction in Civil War, but I'm more... I really... I, I yeah. liked it. I thought it was... Sure, yeah. It was... I, I, thought, I thought it added a little bit more to the rest of the movie, like... Like I knew they were to, like they they're together at mm. that point in some capacity, but I think it 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 added spacing and and uh, it it allowed the movie to breathe a little bit. Yeah, I mean that was that was mm-hmm. good. I thought that was good scene work. Like you mm-hmm. know, like I, I was talking about the whole Star Wars example, and it was just like two people talking, you know, in the midst. Like you know, I I think I was talking about this with some other people the other week, but I love the cuts of. Um, um, it's the end of the first act of Civil War, and that was the whole um, Captain America, Bucky, Falcon, Black Panther chase scene. Um, and, you know, everything is kind of grounded to a halt. Uh, Rhodey is arresting them 
um t'challa like dramatically takes off his helmet and there's like booming dramatic music in the background and Rhodey's like congrats cap you're a criminal which is like this really like important moment and then it just smash cuts to vision like putting salt on something in the kitchen and it's like this very calm scene of the a paprika? in a sweat yeah, paprika. <laughs> yeah and it's like that was totally an intentional cut because the russos are like they have a comedy background so it's like diffuse attention yeah i love no, I that think... cut so much <laughs> no i think that's i think that's really interesting i think that's a really unique a unique artistic choice and i mean that in a very <laughs> yeah. serious way not in a yeah no i get it i get it a yeah. unique artistic choice yeah the paprika represents uh the, the conflict <laughs> that has been uh no uh... the red blood that will flow in this in the war to come well here's my question about the those wanda and vision scenes in like in i guess in the, in the middle of their arc um seeing ultron as the beginning and infinity war as the end because they did um, so <laughs> does that translate as romance because and maybe it's because of the age difference between paul Bettany and elizabeth olsen but like um could that be interpreted as like a like the protectiveness um like that doesn't of each necessarily... other they protect each, they do protect mm. each other which i think is yeah. which i think is sure. way better than any other superhero relationship that i have seen so far I, so more that's so in infinity good. war but i feel like it was more one-sided in civil war where because it like... was because it's the same thing that like sam had mentioned like there's this chunk of time because i mean Peter, for peter gamora it was like four years but uh-huh. for two civil years. war yeah. theoretically it's just two, it's just two theoretically yeah, it's just two and mm. you still but you, I think you can argue that there's still a lot that you miss out on because now they're like living together and like they share a bed. Yeah. But, and it's I think it's definitely developed because I think they I think in Civil War like they had feelings for each other and Vision had more feelings, but he didn't know what those are because he's a robot. What and are these feelings? Was, like focusing mm. on herself and not really caring about that, but also like still care for each other. But I think like during that two year break where we don't see them. I guess it's when they realize their feelings um, in some sense. Now they're just getting hotel rooms in exotic locations and I get guess... Getting it on! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vision yeah. has a vibranium dick and... Um... I didn't need that. I didn't need that at all. <laughs> Come on. I did not need that. that. No. Um, it is a question no. though about like the practical considerations of uh, having sex with, with a superhero. Like, what does yeah. that vibranium do? <laughs> Forever. All right, stop that, Anthony. Um, Please. Did you have strong opinions on Scarlet Witch slash Vision? I feel like I'm, I'm still one, I'm still on vibranium dick, but um, <laughs> I do like if, okay. So the whole like ending of Infinity War like rests on like Scarlet Witch making this decision like, am I going to like kill my lover or not? Um, mm-hmm. And like sacrifice. they're like kill sacrifice like. Practically, she ends his life for the sake of humanity. It doesn't work. Whatever. Um, in any case, though, like, if... Like, I don't know. I'm curious, like, if that decision actually carried any weight for y'all. Like, based on, like, their, like, romance or their love for each other. I think that... Also, sorry for talking a lot. But I think that... It was it, it was a little bit impactful because, like, you've seen them develop their relationship throughout these years... But it also, but you also in the back of your mind knew, like, well, they're gonna get the minds. Well, like, this. I mean, it can't be that easy. Like, they're gonna get the minds. Like, he's Thanos is gonna get the mindset anyway. It felt like 
it was impactful, but also felt yeah. like something's wrong. Something's this isn't yeah. right. Well, that was so, a, that that came at a certain point in the movie where you knew that he was going to get them all. There was still a point early on in the movie where, like, you knew he wasn't like something happened. Like, if something happened earlier on in the movie, you were like, "Oh, okay, they're going to be fine." But there was a there was a point where it was still in limbo. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, I think the problem with um, with their arc in Infinity War is that. I think it does a good job to serve the rest of the movie in terms, like mm-hmm. thematically, yeah. because yeah. the whole movie was about sacrifice. The whole movie, yeah. I think, in the screenwriter's words, it's about like if Captain America: The First Avenger was about jumping on the grenade, um, Infinity War is about throwing someone else at the grenade. Um, so it, it worked well with like the whole. Thing. <laughs> Real, real commentary from <laughs> from the filmmakers, but uh, I mean, like that, that, that as as silly as that as that worded, but like it, it's it's true. It's about being willing to sacrifice other people, and that works for this pair of characters. The problem mm-hmm. is that, like, comparatively, they get like a very small chunk of screen time to establish that they're in a relationship, in a like serious relationship, because you know they're trying mm-hmm. to have their own like before sunrise moments like oh what if i just missed all the trains and like paul ben <laughs> like um i swear it's like it's just still before sunrise yeah. into like two minutes and then you can so, like, why can i hear that in his voice like what if i miss all because the trains wait, 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 hold on i just have a quick question is before sunrise a british movie no, <laughs> no, it's American. Like, no, maybe I was Ethan thinking Hawk of another an British boy. movie that like imagine that was about like a couple getting together. Maybe, maybe it's there's maybe a lot of those actually type of thing. Or, well, I mean, I mean, be, the, the before <laughs> trilogy, like all three of those movies are like Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy literally just walking around in exotic locales for ninety minutes, and like <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's it feels authentic, it feels real, organic, and you see I, the romance bloom. I and... don't know why that's one of your favorite movies. It's uh, <laughs> watch them, watch all three movies. They were all filmed and take place nine years apart, so you get to see them like how it, in different stages of the relationship. It's a it's a great trilogy, anyway. That's never gonna happen. We're never gonna have MCU before sunrise. Um, we should talk about TV relationships. Yeah, we should. Um, I I just really want to talk about Fitzsimmons. Yeah, <laughs> I just love Fitzsimmons. So I can much. feel it. About, we like, haven't talked about Shield on the show in a hot minute. Yeah, like, we didn't. That's even, true. We didn't talk about it on our Power Creep episode. Yeah, we didn't talk about it in our Christianity. Yeah, you guys episode. didn't talk about Quake at all. I was surprised about that. Um, no. I I always felt that like the Inhumans were just kind of like oh meh. sure yeah well the thing about Fitzsimmons is that it, here's the thing with TV show romances you kind of get into like this will they won't they deal um, mm-hmm. but with Fitzsimmons it's like Wednesday when well a little bit but like I mean I was actually doubting that for a long time but like you want it to happen. And when it does happen, it feels right. Mm-hmm. And when they're together, the drama is not... Because I feel like a lot of TV show romances are... It's a lot of, like... Um, a lot of contrived arguments for the sake of creating artificial drama for a television show. And a lot of, like, breaking up and, like, getting back together again and breaking up and getting back to- together again. Ross think, and Rachel, will they? Won't sure, they? yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally, I hate Ross and Rachel. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't fucking at me. It's it's fucking... <laughs> I stopped watching Friends. 
after fucking Ross said, you know what, I'm not going to get married to this perfectly fine person. Strong. Uh, Fuck this. I fucking hate this. It's it's, it's friends. You're not missing much. Yeah. I know. Like, I don't know. I know, but everyone kept talking about it. Everyone kept talking about it. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to eat my Chipotle. I'm going to watch some friends. Yeah. No, it's just, no, I'm good. I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've never really watched Friends TBH. I, I just can't. Um, but the thing with Fitzsimmons is that the conflict arises from them, like, physically being separated from each other. Like, they had to transport Simmons <laughs> to a separate planet to create conflict. They had to, um, they, because then you, because you're invested in this relationship, you're like, oh Time man, travel. I'm going to, I'm going Time. to, yeah, I'm going to feel invested because I want them to, like, get back together like i want that i want to have that rewarding moment where they find each other again mm-hmm. uh which i think is a much better way to go for it whereas like i don't watch arrow <laughs> but i know a lot of like, arrow felicity fans. Felicity, like felicity and oliver um i heard that's just bad <laughs> and the funny part is that the showrunner keeps using the word organic when describing everything's gotta be organic it's gotta be organic and it's just a lot of like. Um... Is it like when you go into Whole Foods and you see the word organic? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's it, it arrow becomes in a numb. To, it becomes numb to you. You yeah. don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of things that I described as being contrived and annoying in TV romance is that apparently, from what I've read, that's exactly what Arrow does. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't didn't wasn't there a thing in in the crossover episode where like uh, Barry Allen? Which one? Uh, the, the latest like one 40. with the with the Nazi alternate planet or something like that. I forget. Oh, but, what? <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that's the those Chris, are the CW. None of us have actually. caught up. Yeah. Whatever you say, we'll go over. Okay. Our head. All right. Please, all right. Please, all right. Please, Let me please, describe please, a thing yeah. to you that people got Heroes mad about. Of tomorrow. What is it? Heroes of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Which I heard is okay. Uh, we don't watch that. Uh, We're on the CW now. No. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I heard happened the latest season. In the latest crossover. So the latest crossover was um, centered around the marriage of... Uh, Barry and Iris. Barry, Barry and Iris. And wait, I wait think... a minute. Is it, is it that their unholy or holy union creates a time rift? I hope so, but I actually don't know that for a fact. <laughs> because because this is literally <laughs> the plot of Super Paper Mario, where Bowser and Peach have to get married. Great game. Uh, and then that opens up a, a giant void that... Yeah. All well, that's not what this happens. Is every relationship but, uh... I've ever been in, <laughs> <laughs> we just come together and just opens yeah. up a giant void. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't say the void is that. The void is that um, Oliver proposes to Felicity at the end of their wedding or something. What? Like that. What? what Don't a do that! Don't what a do that! Move. <laughs> that's I'll a bad thing to like do. That. That's a dick move. <laughs> and everyone just got mad on the internet. Like, I, I hope I got that accurately. No, that's like, a dick that's, move. Really, that's what happened. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is better than the CW shows in every single way possible. Especially <laughs> wow. in wow. terms of romance. Uh, because Fitzsimmons, that's I a... want to protect them. Just you a, know, that's a you preview. Know, and that is not a hot take to us. But yeah. probably to everyone else, it is a very point. big hot take. Yeah, please at me. Like, there's literally no <laughs> way you can argue against me because you're wrong. <laughs> Hit me um, with your best shot. At yeah, Elicity, <laughs> Elicity <laughs> shippers, <laughs> come at me because you're 
no, you're no, you're wrong. <laughs> um, oh, except for uh, Daisy and Lincoln, that was a bad romance. Anyway, uh, Jessica that, Jones. That was the only thing yeah. that had, they had together was the fact that they were both on the run together, and they yeah, were that, humans. That dude was so generic. I don't even. I don't know anything <laughs> about him. He but, was um, he was attractive, but he was very generic. I I don't even think he was that attractive. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, Fitz, so Jones Fitz, Leo Fitz is my favorite MCU character. Just in case I haven't said it on the record, I like in any of the movie characters. Hmm. Uh, did you want to talk about Jessica Jones slash Luke Cage? So, arguably, I think it's not only is one of the more iconic ones. I think even more in Scarlet Witch and Vision, but y'all can debate about that. But I think it's also like really done well. I think you mentioned Dave um, really early in the show because we've been kind of teasing it that like they have shared Jessica and Luke have like shared trauma. Mm-hmm. Like they've been through all this stuff and since they're on a TV show they have like more time to devote on their feelings and whatnot. And they go through like they have gone through ups and downs. I haven't watched the second season because I am the worst of Jessica Jones. Um, <laughs> it's so it's so bad. But that's an aside. But like I know Luke Cage doesn't make an appearance, but I know at the very least in the first season, it's it's a thing. They go their separate ways after she shoots him. But <laughs> I think it's interesting how, like, they set it up to be, like, they said, I mean, I, I remember in the first season, I knew they were iconic, and I know, like, I assumed they would set it up for, like, something more. And then when I watched it, and they sort of broke off, and Luke goes, Luke Cage went to Claire, I was like, I mean, I think Luke and Claire, like, work fairly well but i remember being like a little surprised and just to <clears throat> tie in i guess some more of like comic my mcu netflix and like the comics world i know um i remember when like it was first announced like misty was in like iron fist 2 like iron fist season 2 and like they were talking about that um there was people on the internet were like heated because Danny and Misty weren't together and it was Danny and Colleen. Like, my personal view is Colleen should have never been involved with Danny in the first place, but that's an aside. But I just remember, <laughs> I have I have thoughts. Um, but, mm, go um, on, go on. But Danny and Misty, the fact that Danny and Misty were not together, even though they were such an iconic couple in the comics, it was a really big deal to a lot of like comic book fans. My personal view is slash she is that Danny made Colleen a significantly worse character because they put her, they made her as like a fucking love interest, and she was a strong, independent woman on her own, and just dragged down some age representation with it. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Talk about it. Pass, it's passive aggressively not fine. Um, <laughs> but Danny's a Danny's just Danny's just stupid and colleen should not have gotten with him in the first place and i don't know why fucking scott buck made it a thing okay as a flashback so chris um our friend raquel and i used to i was so i used to be on an episode of chris and raquel's runaways podcast and raquel thinks danny rand is really hot nope and like i interjected in that episode and i was like nope you are wrong ma'am this is incorrect (laughs) information oh boy um but yeah, that is a fact. Um, He's hot in like the yeah. like. If I saw him playing guitar in Central Park, I'd be like, "Oh, that sounds nice." <laughs> I think. Wait, okay, is it? You said something about um, being disappointed that uh, Luke and Jessica didn't end up together, um, or like that they went they they parted ways at the end of the first season. Well, no, I just think it's like it's, that's like the first time in like this whole episode anyone's actually like 
expressed like a feeling of like rooting for a couple to have Fitch Simmons or like <laughs> okay okay fair you get that one it's like yeah they're like struggling with real like Jessica has trouble with vulnerability and shit I'm just like oh my god talk about it and then they talk about it and <laughs> their relationship evolves and I'm like yo okay and I'm like okay that's like it seems like okay the that's what in terms of like romance terms of like um two characters two superheroes have a romantic interaction like Jessica Jones sets his, sets his ambition for a certain amount of like uh, realism, um, which is nice. It's like we like root for that couple, and we're like, yay! But then, like, okay, what are like, like, what are these other like movies setting their um, their romantic ambitions for for these characters? Like, are are they actually going after like characters who we root for to get together, or is that actually not? Because like the other ones just serve like Scarlet Witch and Vision serve like a plot function of like we need to have like this choice at the end, um, and like other ones like oh we need like a a heartstring that we can tug so that, like, the villain can have collateral over the superhero or something like that. Um, so, like, what's the... I don't know. I'm just very curious about, like, like if you, like, judging the movies on, like, the ambitions that they set for these characters and whether or not they meet that. Because, um, like, so many of the romantic uh, relationships in, like, the other films have been, like, shitty. And, I'm like, okay, what were they actually... What were they... What do we think they were going for? Or how do we make that better? Yeah. Um, I think... We're kind of jumping ahead. Um, but I think... In Phase 3, Marvel sort of adjusts their relationship sort of to, like, be more organic and be more, like, looking out for each other. Like, T'Challa and Nakia, like, Nakia actually helps to change T'Challa's, like, perspective and mind you. And it's much Mm -hmm. more focused on, like, their own personal beliefs rather than, like, supporting, like, their own, like, personal beliefs and, like, helping them to, like, become better people and changing rather than, like, wholeheartedly supporting just one side. And then... Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the more. It's like Steven and Christine is like pretty. It's still like fairly weak in Phase Three, and Peter and Laura is not as from Spider-Man: Homecoming is like on. But I think T'Challa and Nakia <laughs> stands out the most because it's a yeah, it's a relationship like Nakia and T'Challa in that relationship. Like Nakia helps to change like T'Challa's mind. She brings in a different perspective. Yeah, and you had like established history. And then when you see them get together, it like it is like you almost like forget about the romantic subplot, but when it pays off, you realize how much like they bettered each other, and it's a healthy yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nakia basically like I mean I, I was right I was actually watching Black Panther with Ryan Coogler's commentary uh, last night, um, and you know Coogler was talking about how it's it, like. He made a point that it it is like it is the women in his life that basically saved him at the end, um, and ooh, you know they, ooh, they kind good. of yeah and they, they kind of they kind of get back together at the end you know at uh, Nakia and T'Challa, uh, but it, it it kind of it starts off the same way as like uh, Stephen Strange and uh, Christine. Rachel McAdams Christine <laughs> yeah sorry I oh can't God, remember we, her did name did we honestly. did we even write that relationship down I did well. Yeah, yeah, so so the, like the um the salon article that I um put on this doc on this uh, prep doc is kind of uh it kind of uses uh Steven and Christine as like the the center of that um because like they, they both T'Challa and Nakia and Christine and Steven they both start off the movie like having been broken up already. I think that's how the new Spider-Man game starts, right? With MJ having broken up with yes, uh, they, Peter they Parker. Broke up, yeah, um, but there are but Peter is already in college in the game. Yeah, sure. But, um, I mean, the point of this... Who amongst you absorbed the Salon article the most uh, before we I mean, started? I mean, so I read this article <laughs> for a class beforehand. Yeah. And basically yeah. it's... Um, so it's called how the MCU... Ex- kind of like, in the MCU, superheroes are being scrubbed of desire. And basically, like, so 
I think this might be mm-hmm. like in general, but like comparatively, like you see in like 2008 Iron Man, like um, Tony has like a one night stand with a journalist, and the mm-hmm. most romantic that Doctor Strange gets is that Christine kisses Stephen on the cheek, and it's more of like an understanding between. Gives like, him that watch. Two. Gives him that watch. They were already oh, yeah. in a relationship, though. They were already in a relationship. Like they had it broken up, like... but it was like, or like it was like on the rocks, essentially. But yeah, for example, in like in other movies, like you kind of when Infinity War, you almost like kind of forget that like Stephen and Christine like were together, or that their relationship was like kind of important. Unfortunately, just because mm. like I mean, granted, like the world is ending, and that's a bigger focus. But like still, <laughs> like, but still, it talks about how like they're being as like time progresses they're being sort of desire and it ties into how millennials are having less sex and it's becoming more technological um i just are millennials ruining <laughs> sex <laughs> millennials kill Wait. sex tonight at 11 <laughs> okay i'm gonna throw out chris i think you were, i think you were onto something with uh with vibranium dick because um <laughs> oh, because oh, oh my thinking, god so- i can't believe we're going back to this uh, 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 I'm gonna tie it up. I'm gonna tie it up. I'm gonna tie it up. Okay. So, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones is like the is, I think the only time when we get to see uh, two superheroes uh, actually having sex. Um. Yeah. Yes. I yes. just see Anthony yeah. from yeah. behind his mic clapping his hands. <laughs> um, but I think I think like part of. That add, that one that adds like a certain dynamism to to the scene, but also um, if we start like involving like the practical considerations of a relationship and the other superhero dynamics, then we also yeah. have to consider like okay, how are Vision and Scarlet Witch like being intimate with each other? Like, right. what does that actually look like? And I don't know that actually Marvel's he may after well, he like satisfying that imagination. If he can give himself hair <laughs> and look white, which why white? Right, uh, motherfucker. Okay. Why, why, why does he have to look white? He can look <laughs> like anything. He's like, I too want to be an oppressor. That was it. That was yeah. juicy. Oh. I liked it. It was juicy. Oh. It was a juicy little take. Uh what was it? Uh <laughs> uh fuck. Uh like he gives himself hair. He definitely can, you know, get that little, that little schlongy schlong, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to have. He can have a penis. But he I can, think like he like, can change like his density also... at will. <laughs> he can change his Paul Bendy said that in an interview. He actually said that. Chris, how are you keeping it together man. right now? <laughs> if he could change his density at will, then you know what? If and if he could add like things that you think are there. <laughs> Because remember, it's the mind gem, so your like your perception of what vision looks like is is morphed. <laughs> so you could definitely like, and then you just change the density, and then okay, wow, <laughs> like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, like popping up with like six arms, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six, those six no, arms can go like, everywhere. I think these are like legitimate questions to think about, considering like romance. In like with involving yeah, superheroes, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I, I don't. And I don't think Marvel was like trying to Look, like honor we, that part of our imagination. We glazed over this. We glazed over this. We glazed over this a lot. We glazed over the Hulk, uh, Bruce and Betty scene. You know that big Hulk dick. It was going to mm. come out, and we got. You got to be careful about that. And <laughs> and and here's the thing. If you you, you I'm going to go there. You know, 
Hulk babies, Hulk come. Is it gonna? Is it gonna be like magic baby? Is it gonna be like magic like Hulk baby? Uh, we don't know. Is it like the mask? <laughs> is it like the mask where, where, where if you if you have sex with someone and you consummate and 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 you're in human form, is the baby's a human, right? But Are you talking about Son of the Mask, the Jamie Kennedy sequel that <laughs> yes, was very bad? Yes, of course I'm talking about Son of the Mask. Once? But then, if you're the Hulk and you have sex. Is then the baby able to transform back and forth? Didn't these are these are wait questions. a minute, wait a minute, wait a second. Didn't Bruce actually talk about this briefly with Natasha in the bedroom? Uh, he with, said uh, he's a monster, but I don't think he even mentioned it. I feel I don't know. I I I, I, I thought he was implying that he was sterile. Oh, he I is sterile. Yes, you're right. I forgot right. he is sterile. Y'all remember uh, in the movie Hancock when Hancock came and like blasted the roof off? Wait, what? What does Hancock have to do with this? There's the Will Smith superhero movie. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? What, I'm just thinking about like, thinking, like what happened. Like what? Ha- you know what happens? What happens? Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. okay. Like Jessica Jones and Luke, Luke Cage gave us like our first example of like, oh, you want to know what happens? Here's what happens. It gets like violent as fuck. We go and tear it yeah. down the whole living room. Yep. Um, yep. But but they will get the job done. People yep. gonna orgasm out here, and like superheroes need mm-hmm. that too. They're going to destroy the bed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this. Uh, what Dave just said is evidence that Iron Man has a little something, something down there when it, when he's a little when he, when he's out on on long tracks. You know what I mean? He's got a little. He's got no, I don't know box. what you mean. What? I want to move <laughs> he on. He can make that. those nanobots into anything. <laughs> All right, I'm done now. I'm done with that. Yeah. I think that's what's missing. I think that's what's missing from the other from from the other movie from the other films. Though, what's is that we great? don't actually get like an actual glimpse into yeah. what what's great about what the looks like. What's great about the Luke and Jessica sex scene is that it's very much a, a, a trauma-induced, like fuck, like these people, like the like. I mean, I'm gonna hark to to one of my favorite artists' um, uh, albums, um, the Mammoth Goats' album Cassie. <laughs> no, I'm gonna bring. It's, it's, I the, know the it's just the most predictable about, thing from you. The al- yeah, I know, but it's about the alpha couple, a couple that really hates each other. To the point where at the end of the album, they basically fuck and destroy their own house as their house, like, like they, like they wreck everything and then they mm-hmm. have sex while their house is on fire. Okay. Mm. And then they die sure. together yeah. while their house is on fire. <clears throat> That's a metaphor. Yeah. That, that is a metaphor. <laughs> uh, you have to listen to all the other, the rest of the songs to kind of get the rest of like what, what yeah. they were getting at. But yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of like, Two very hurt people, two very damaged people, having the ability to be free and damn and like, and, and releasing that damage. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, and I think that yeah, then that comes into like you know real life where two damaged people when two damaged people meet, it's very it can be very uh, uh, destructive. Mm-hmm. In in some in, in more do, physical or emotional ways. I mean, do you remember the first sex scene that they had before they realized that they that the other one had powers? It, it was, was like more passionate. Oh no! The first time before they realized they they had powers. Uh, the second time they realized they had powers, so they were just going at it. But the first time it was like very uncomfortable and awkward. But like the second time around, they like knew. Oh. Like they they like knew what they could do and like they were like bonding mm. over like when they're just like they're they're like eating on the street they're like asking each other how they got their powers and they they bond over like the fact that they 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 haven't found anyone yeah like this 
You yeah. Know? Like, that's a really Gross. powerful thing. Yeah. Isn't that that um, whole thing with the fish oil? Yes, <laughs> uh, so, but yes. Sec, Chris, it took you a sec, Chris, to realize what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised yeah. they just never met anyone. Like, there was fish oil, and, like, a lot of people take fish oil. It Have you ever it, been to Whole Foods? I am um, imagining a, a an Whole MCU, twice an universe in MCU um, dating website where people who accidentally become inhumans through fish oil pins, like, f- pills find each other <laughs> It's called, uh... uh uh, uh, what the fish uh, in the sea? That, oh that, my god! I'm trying to make a joke and it failed. Yeah. there's nice a dating app like, <laughs> like something too many um, fish in the sea or something or yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah so yeah get it mm-hmm. haha fish oil haha yeah. yeah Jessica Jones Luke Cage I mean and like Jessica Jones like he's season two which I guess you guys haven't finished but um um get it's there. yeah but but the thing is that it. Jessica kind of uses sex as a... Wait, she's in... Oh, it's not Jessica. I was going to say, is, is she in Luke Cage season two? No. No. No, I'm saying that, like, she... Like, she, she she just, like, screws randos in, like, the first few episodes. Like, there was a scene where she's walking out of a bar, and this rando asshat is just like, um, hey, nice ass. And Jessica Jones turns around, she's insulted, she's like, what did you just say to me? They look at each other for a while... And it cuts to them having sex in like a dumpster outside. Like yeah, it's, it's it's it's, it's is, like yeah, that is like really like, depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. Really, so like that. That's really fucking depressing. Yeah, and then you have um, uh, Malcolm, who is a uh, I think a great character in Jessica Jones, and he is, uh, you know, he he has, he has kicked his drug addiction, but he has gained a sex addiction. Um, oh, which, which is interesting because yeah. it's like. It, it's like a thing with like it. It kind of mentions like addictive personalities. Like, is that a thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. it touches upon that. And like, if you lose one thing, you kind of have to deal with another. Yeah. 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 Um, and what does that mean? Like, always having to watch what you what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I is mean, scary because I know because yeah. like I know people who who know they have addictive personalities and like will refuse certain things because they know they will get addicted to it. And it's like, okay, you're watching yourself, you're checking yourself, and it's like, how do you know this? When did you, what, what did you have to go through to figure that out? Was it something that, like, you, it was a good place, you were in a good situation, and you kind of understood what was going on, or did you go to the lowest of the low, and then mm-hmm. had a real, and build yourself back up to get to a spot of, like, this is where I need to be? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, season two definitely had a lot of that. I mean, it literally had... Um, Trish had like an inhaler that gave her powers that she she had an addiction to and had withdrawal when she couldn't find it. So like that's yeah. season two is interesting in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of sex addiction, remember that one time in um. All right, I'm not gonna actually reference it. I was gonna reference Blades of Glory where he went into a sex addiction place. Yeah, great academic source to cite. <laughs> in, uh, yeah. This. Um, um. Yeah. I don't know why I just it just popped into my head. Um, uh, I have... A lot of references today. Yeah, I have... I have so, I hate to, like, try to mosey this along, but I also really have to go... I have, like, sort of one more question yeah. to sort of close this out. Um, sure. <clears throat> so, and so, Captain Marvel is coming out. I think it's the next Marvel movie. And I don't think the Captain Marvel movie has a love interest. What do you think that means? Like, based on everything know. we've That's talked fine. today. Or, like, I don't know. Is- 
Is Jude Law of romantic? Interest? No, it's her. No, no I think he's supposed to mentor. Yeah, he's the mentor. Well, no. They have that sometimes. <laughs> they have that mentor love interest thing. Where? I've seen it. Before. Yeah, like Harry <laughs> Potter. There's a couple of times. <laughs> hmm. But like, um, yeah. Do you feel like it's a statement that they're trying to make a their first solo female-led movie and trying to not like you know, quote-unquote, drag her down with a romantic interest. I Yeah, she don't so. need no man. I think so. It, like, makes sense. But mm-hmm. if we can, t- I mean, going on, like, how, you know, they're, like, it's, like, MC movies are, have, like, showing, like, less and less, like, sex and whatnot, even though, like, as they was mentioning, intimacy can, like, be somewhat powerful in a way and, like, helping us and helping characters realize, like, how connected they are to each other. Like, what mm-hmm. do you think, like, do you think... The fact that the MCU is omitting this love interest is like, is, some, is it just a specific case for this movie because it's Captain Marvel? Or do you think it's going to be like a new trend? I think it would be cool to do a sequel where she tries to find a love interest because like, not that she needs one, but it's like, now she's on Earth. So she's like, well, yeah, let me, let me hang out with people. And then it's like, and it's like, oh, you guys all know I'm super powered. That's kind of fucky. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Um, I wonder if there's, I, maybe, if there's maybe a wider a wider question about like why uh, why do we as people as individually like want to see like romance in superhero stories? Like aside from just like because like the source material often has like yeah. um, some destined love interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's a metaphorical, but, uh, not a metaphor. Here's like a, uh, a like a artsy statement. <laughs> because if the gods have love too, so can we. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, guess, I guess it's a fair point. But also, like, I'm like, oh, like if she, if she is, if she's not falling in love, so she doesn't need the character doesn't need to fall in love, and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah no. If, if if a character doesn't need to fall in love, then they don't need to force a, a relationship. And I think that yeah. kind of goes back to the beginning of what we were kind of talking about. I think they they forced a lot of the relationships because of comic book. Yeah, really I mean, yeah, that, that, that's that's a really good question, Dave, because I'm trying to figure out how to word that, because I'm trying to think about the romances that I've liked in the mm-hmm. MCU, and I guess that would, I think it's it's like exclusively like Fitzsimmons and Jess and Luke, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but uh, not really, but the reason why those have resonated with me, and again, it's the, it's the advantage of having a TV show over a mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the time aspect, like... Even, like, for a Scarlet Witch and Vision, like, in Pierre and Quill and Gamora, like, they have, like, there's a bunch of time we're not seeing that, seeing them, like, develop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, should we mention the last, the last two that I was thinking of, which is, well, the last three? So there's Peter and Laura, um, there's Hope and, and Scott, and then there's, uh, <laughs> not and then there's no. Matt, there's Matt and Electra. Oh, we talked about that with Caleb, like, how, how Electra herself is, like, an addiction yeah. It's very troubling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I mean, like the thing with like the thing with like Fitzsimmons and Jess and Lucas that they, you know, you, you watch movies for like some sort of satisfaction, you know, like um, whether if it's like from action scenes or uh, from just really good storytelling. And I think that there's something about those romances that are just so, um, even if they're not relatable, they're just so so likable in a way that you want to see that work that like you're, you're happy to see Jessica mm-hmm. and Luke find each other. Like, yeah. it's just like this very like feel good, uh, concept and you want, and 
watching that being challenged, you know, like, you know, the whole angle with, like, the fact that she killed his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to, like, add conflict to that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that leads to, leads to interesting TV drama, you know? Yeah. And um, to be honest, I just, even thinking about outside the MCU, I can't really think about movie romances that I really liked. Like, I complimented Wonder Woman, but even that, like, had its own problems. Like, they just, they just freaking met, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris yeah, Pine and, and yeah. uh, Diana. There are some similarities. Um, yeah, yeah, and, like, I, I, I liked that because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's they're like, both, oh, good. both hot people, yeah. Let's watch a, a steamy sex scene with these two hot people in the, in oh, the middle that, of this I World think War that too. movie. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like to shove in relationships is because people just want to see two hot people in a relationship. <laughs> so why can't like, I see them bang? I don't even screen. think people want to see that. Like I don't know. Like yes, people want to see people like want to, but like I don't know. I want to see some other <laughs> motherfuckers out here. Oh, like, I, I do. Oh, I do. But I think <laughs> and that's I, what that's what filmmakers think that other people like that other people want to see. Mm-hmm. Do yeah, I, like. like We've seen too much purity in these superhero shit. I want some fucking ugly motherfuckers. Works. I want ugly <laughs> motherfuckers having great, beautiful sex. That's a or like really depressing, like take my pain away sex. <laughs> I think that's a really Jessica Jones. There you go. Jessica Jones. Yeah, take it away. <laughs> um, do you guys have any favorite like movie, like movies in general? Any favorite romances in the movie oh, realm? Shit. Like. In any movie. Fuck. Yeah, um, any movie. I, any well, movie. I mean, Cloud Atlas is my favorite movie. I've mentioned this before. There's a couple... So, like, the relationships in those movies aren't, like, super fleshed. Because, one, I read the book. And, two, you kind of have to, in, like, infer those relationships based upon how the, the other storylines kind of interweave and what goes mm-hmm. on. But there's some really... There's a really poetic um, relationship that goes on between... Uh, uh, a relationship that happens, uh, a gay relationship that happens in it, and it's like really. Yeah. It really I like Frobisher really and Sixsmith. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. yeah, it's a really yeah. fucking intense yeah. uh, relationship, and it's like, like that is, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Izzy, any favorite movie romances? Um, I mean, I'm just thinking about my favorite movies, which are Looper, Fight Club, Perks of Being a Wallflower. I think Perks of Being a Wallflower. I mean, this is a also this is still based on a book in general, but like. Charlie and Sam is still like kind of innocent, like still a little bit of like compelling, and like that, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like out of this, I have my three favorite movies. Like that stands out to me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Dave and uh, I, I mean, you've written a lot I mean, of stuff. Like, what? How do you feel about writing romance and stuff? Like, if you have ever. <laughs> well, just another good romance was like it's like an insight into like some sort of character trauma which mm-hmm. i think we need more of in marvel but um sure. but no so my <laughs> my favorites would be like um like revolutionary road um was like the one was oh, like kate, kate sure. winslet leonardo carpet yeah. but that's also like that's sad as fuck the inside so that, that might just say more about me than than actually yeah love. michael shannon yells um, a lot in that movie which is a favorite yeah. thing that we share I, uh I heavily, and heavily leonardo fuck- caprio are in another movie together yep yeah they got road. kate got yeah. nominated no sorry no she won for the reader that was a good year. She had a good year. She popped off. Um, yeah. I'm a, this is not going to help, but like, because this is so, this is probably against everything I just said, but like, I heavily <laughs> fucked with The Shape of Water. I love that um, movie. Even though, like, that's like the most, like, uncomplicated, like, they can't even talk. There's, there's, a, there's a great <laughs> but, video. There's a great video about monsters in movies mm-hmm. by Lindsay Ellis. 
She goes a lot into why we look to monsters and relation, like why we look at monster relationships in movies and stuff. So like Beauty and the Beast, Shape of Water, um, Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame, that type of stuff. And it's like really interesting, and it, and it touches upon that mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, yeah. highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, we got to wrap up because we got to let Izzy go. Yes. yes. Um, so I guess we'll I guess we'll conclude by saying that you know um, it's hard to do romance in movies where the it's not a romantic movie. And we seem to like the TV show romances better. There's uh, more flesh. There's more time. Yeah. Plus, like I don't know, being sex positive in what are essentially Disney movies is tough to do. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah, it's that hard. I think you that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. Like 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 as you said, like Captain Marvel might uh, try something different, or it might not do something different. Maybe they maybe Feige just doesn't care. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dave, thanks for being on here. Uh, yeah. You, where can people find you on the social media and anything you want to plug? Um, find me on social medias at Stay Dancing Dave. Um, it's spelled exactly as you would think. Uh, find my poetry. You can search my poetry on YouTube and on the internet. Um, that's all for now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, oh I have, have, have a book coming out in the spring. Holy shit. Okay. You'll see it out. Yeah. Okay. You'll see it. You have a book? <laughs> Holy I do. Fuck. I got a... Yeah, I got a book deal, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> April 2019. April 2019. Book of poetry called Patricide. Uh, there you go. Ooh, yes. Now. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ooh, I like the title. I like the yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, is... where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at the Pizza Taco. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> I retweet a lot of things. You know how I do. Yep. Izzy, where can they find you? Can you can find me at Delirland. Uh, I'm not going to spell it, and I'll try to post more often because Twitter is new and exciting for me still, even though this is the 16th episode we're recording, I think, maybe. And uh, <laughs> you can find me at Compenderizer. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. This episode is very interesting. Uh, not only did we get into some technical things in the middle of recording, which I hope will not be reflected in the final product, but uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. So We uh, talked about a lot of stuff. We talked yeah. about that vibranium, dude! All right, and with that, I think it's time to wrap this up. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.